Hello? Hello? Why didn't you say anything? I never say anything when you first get on because you used to be mean to me every time. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You'd be like, hold on, dude. I got to do all this stuff. I'm, I'm a podcaster and I'm better than you. <laughs> What's up guys, it is Carly here bringing you episode number 23 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Pack Podcast. As always, I am joined by the homie JP. What is going on, JP? I didn't realize I was joining you on the Horror Podcast. Like you couldn't have just let me slip up for a minute and get back to it and pretend that it didn't happen because I didn't think that was a major mistake or anything. I thought we could have just kept going. Yeah, sure. We we can if you want, but I mean, though, you said uh, Powcast. I I fixed. I didn't say Powcast. I said I fixed it in mid sentence, like mid pow. I went back to pod. Oh, so you did say pow? Yeah, but I went back to pod. Like you're making it sound like I just pretended that it didn't happen, but you could hear that I corrected myself. Okay. Do you want me to restart? No. Okay, well, like, you sound as though I embarrassed myself. You did. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on. Okay. Er, what's going on, JP? Oh. oh, I was just making fun of you. Are we actually, are, are we, is this real life right now? Yeah, this is live. People are listening we're on the, to this like we're in doing their the earbuds. Or... Okay, well, like, right I can't now. tell, I couldn't tell if you were trying to, like. They are listening to it right now. No, they are not. Yes, huh? Dude, you're not recording it, I hope. Yes, I am. At the time of me saying this, as these words exit my mouth, they are hearing them in their headphones. How? What do you mean, how? You're act it's not actually live, like live. Oh, it's I know just... this, but I'm just saying, the words that I'm saying right now, somebody is hearing. Yeah, but like, not right now. Right now. It's right now to them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, right now we're... It's like 1 a.m. and we, they, they haven't heard this yet, but so it's fine. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, we're back. Episode 23, keeping it rolling. Um, uh, how are you doing for the third time? I was just making fun of you. I know you said that. <laughs> yeah. You asked how I'm doing. Yeah, I know. But I'm do, I meant, I'm like, good. are you doing well? You're yeah, doing well? doing well. Yeah, that's not... Anytime I'm making fun of you, I'm doing well. I'm doing better ah. than you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it is my pick for yeah. this episode. You try to take last pick. No, no, no. That should have been my pick as well. But once again, it was you your pick for, like, Shaq. the fourth. I don't think I did. Yep. I definitely didn't, actually. I 100% did not. I think you had to review that or something, and you used me. Nope. Well, anyway, either way, this is truly my pick. <laughs> okay. And, and what did you pick? Downrange. I, no! I, did you watch the right movie, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Well, I picked, I picked Revenge. 
Revenge. We did that already. Revenge. Just plain old revenge oh. I chose for this particular pod ep. And um, it is another film on Shudder that y'all can check out if you have Shudder. And I went with it because I had heard some decent things about it. And I thought it just looked pretty cool. And I liked the premise. So, yeah. Did you hear things about this film prior to going into it? Yeah, but I kept getting confused with Downrange. <laughs> I don't well, know why. I... Revenge, Downrange, I don't know. They kind of, sort of, not really sound alike. They both have a G-E at the end. Yeah. A- N-G. But um, other than that, I do want to do Downrange on the show as well, so that'll probably be covered, hopefully. But um, So, yeah. What do you think of Revenge? You didn't Did you even hear... get into any of the deets. Well, you you keep I keep asking you questions and you keep like not actually answering them. So, what are you talking about? Like, like I asked if you heard stuff about Revenge Pirates, and all you said was, "Oh, I keep thought it was Downrange." Lol. Yeah, I did hear. Like I I remember people. Again, I can't remember which people like who was buzzing about which movie, but. I think people were buzzing about this one and um, I I haven't really had my ear close to the ground on 2018 horror. So um, I think I remember when it first dropped, people were talking about it. Um, But I I try to avoid that stuff anyway um, to a certain extent. But yeah, I mean, I I did want to see it when it hit. I knew it was coming to shutter. Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy saw this a while ago though. Actually, I think he was telling me about it. Uh, mm. But yeah, it is a 2017 film getting its wide release here in 2018. And it is a rape revenge film. Indeed. Uh, directed by Cor- Corelli Fargit. Fargiat. Corelli Ford What? For cheat, <laughs> that's about right. Uh, also funny. written by said person. This is a French film. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are saying this is sort of a uh, French extreme film, um, sort of a, a neo French extreme. I guess another knee neo. I mean, the old ones were neo, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sort of new. Uh, it definitely fits like that classic French extreme angle to me, mm-hmm. like that you got with Mar- Martyrs and Switchblade Romance and them, which I've never seen, and uh, Inside those type of films. I would kind of lump this one in there. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's definitely very um, gory, bloody, and just kind of a dark film. Very very serious film with not really any comedic relief or anything like that. And I would say that definitely fits the criteria of all those other films. So what, what if anything has Carolyle <laughs> fair Jeet. It looks yeah. like an easy name to say, but it's not. Um, let's see. Revenge. And, um, Says so she is known for revenge, reality, passion of mind. 
I don't know. Yeah, there's a sh- she did two shorts in a TV miniseries. This yeah, is, which this I'm not is familiar with. Feature directorial debut. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, did you know this film was directed by a female? I did not. You know what's funny? Is I didn't know, but I had a feeling. Is that really? weird? I swear to God. I swear to God, I felt like when I was watching it, I had felt like this was probably directed by a female. Yeah, I didn't really think about it, honestly, until now, but it's kind of interesting. So, go ahead and give a synopsis. All right, well, the uh, synopsis you get on IMDb is kind of awful, in my opinion. Okay. It says, never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting, a violent lesson for three wealthy married men. But yeah, really what you get... That's pretty well, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very... It's almost like a joke. Um, it's not even like really a description. But uh, yeah, basically with this movie, you get exactly what is implied a rape revenge film. Um, it's definitely that you got this girl, this young girl, she's, um, fooling around with this, you know, attractive guy and they're in the middle of the desert. They're this nice house. And, uh, you see early on that it's kind of like an affair. The guy clearly has a wife and children. And, um, so they really shouldn't be doing what they're doing and everything's fine. But then the dude's two friends show up, I believe a day early. They're not really supposed to be there and everything is also fine. And they're all hanging out and partying and stuff. But then the next day, uh, things get a little out of hand and our main girl ends up getting raped and then left for dead and of course that is not actually the case and she ends up coming back and seeking her revenge so well spoiler alert i mean how else would you no i agree that we have to talk about it but i just wanted to preemptively give a spoiler warning Uh, so if you haven't seen this film honestly go check it out before listening uh, just because this one is impossible to dance around certain aspects. Yeah. So, yeah, you have this very attractive woman who is hooking up with this uh, rich playboy type guy who's married with kids. Uh, his friends come over. Uh, he has to attend to some business. And while he is gone, one of his friends rapes his girlfriend his his love affair and she's understandably distraught about this um and in a little bit of a surprise the guy didn't seem to care too much yeah like he i mean he cares but he doesn't seems like he like he seems like he does you kind of think oh he's gonna kill his two friends or something like that. He's going to go psycho on them, but then you end up with a totally different vibe about this dude. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. So, uh, kind of an interesting aspect. We don't really know what he does, but we assume it's some, something illegal, right? Yeah. Did you assume that or no? I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really know what he, he did. Because he's, like, talking about, like, you know, calling for the helicopter and stuff. You know what I mean? They're very very isolated out here. 
it's very vague and just the locate like you said isolation the location was very off-putting and it's this very very nice home just in the middle of freaking nowhere so um it's all a mystery really what's going on with any of the characters yeah they're like backstory and whatnot this film is very very thought out in a way it's visually great um it has a lot of cool things to it and i think the setup is fantastic um there's one aspect of this film that is is truly 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 just a head scratcher for me (laughs) wonder what that could be i even said this in my letterboxd review where i said this this film could have been great if it wasn't for one aspect and we all know what it is because if you've seen this film you know the problem with it yeah so the setup fantastic i absolutely love the setup i think that um right away this uh there's a lot of themes to this film obviously with any rape revenge film you have the theme of um female empowerment and um the male gaze jeremy Mm -hmm. used to talk about the male gaze a lot um so that's all there expect the male gaze is is very much there um and you know the, the the obviously the female empowerment is there where you have this woman who is you know tragically raped and then she gets revenge and and you know uh, rises to the occasion in the most extreme way possible and takes takes upon almost a unstoppable force like nature um i like how i kind of like how she's you know he's obviously cheating on his wife with her and she obviously knows about his wife and kids because it kind of makes her at the beginning at least seem like not such a good person as well Mm-hmm. I kind of like that aspect to it. And then you end up being on her side the entire movie. Yeah. So you see her, um, in, you know, bikinis and underwear and stuff a lot. Um, you get a lot of scenes of her sexuality and just her, um, beautiful body and things like that, like purposefully done to set up, um, you know what what happens and uh she actually um seems like a almost like a free spirit like she's just she's just there to have some fun and she uh even dances with the guy who eventually rapes her and you know he, he plays it as if like she was coming on to him i could see why uh somebody of like you know his mind frame might think that um, but mm. in her point of view, you could tell that she's just being nice. She's just being playful and 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 trying to have a fun time with with everybody. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. And you know that also deals with it's very relevant how women are always like, oh, we can wear whatever we want, and that shouldn't matter, and we can do whatever we want, and. At the end of the day, you can't rape a woman just because she's being flirty and acting that way. And um, yeah. I think I really I like the scene you get the next day where she 
wakes up and goes out there and she's kind of just sitting with the guy that she danced with and it's it's just a very very uncomfortable scene yeah like you know you know it's gonna this is not going in a great territory Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the next day after the drinking and all that and she goes down and and sits there and you can tell she's visibly uncomfortable so she decides to head back to her room and then um she's changing her clothes and that's when dude shows up which is already a huge no-no um and then right away things get very tense and uh eventually lead to this rape and and this rape was um done uh different than some rapes have been done in rape revenge films um i always say that there's there's multiple ways you can film a rape scene and it be effective. Um, it can be uh, graphic like an irreversible or an I spit on your grave and be effective. It can also be done like this film in which it's uh, very much a off screen type of rape for the most part. Yeah. Um, how so, do you, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel like you can be effective in both ways and mm-hmm. I feel like this one was very effective because of the uh, skillful filmmaking behind it. Uh, a film like Irreversible is effective because it holds on it and you, you're you forced to sit there through it. While a film like this also makes you, you know, sit through in, in your uh, in your head type way. Um, instead of visually showing it to you, it shows you pieces of it and your head fills in the blanks. Uh, so in what I think was a fantastically designed scene, you have the, the third guy, the one that doesn't really talk. Uh, he walks in on the rape before it happens. Uh, and his friend basically tells him either, you know, get out of here, you know, stay or whatever. And, and uh, there's this sort of like long, tense scene of him eating. Uh, I forget what exactly he was eating, but it's like slowed and zoomed in. And that's just to to sort of make the viewer uh, on edge to see to, to the pacing of it is to show uh, to make you sit there and, and wait to see what's going to happen. Is this guy literally going to just walk away or is he going to stop or is he going to try to do something? And by slowing the scene down, it makes you feel more uncomfortable, which is, you know, good filmmaking. And then he exits, uh, like you probably, a lot of people probably assume he's going to do, he leaves, but you know, he's not all, you know, there's this moment of sadness when he goes out to the, 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 the other room and you could hear the sound of the rape which in my opinion is just as strong as actually mm. showing the rape, you know, the, cause the visuals that I'm getting in my head are terrible and, um, the sounds and he goes up to the TV and he turns it loud so that he can't hear it. And, uh, I thought that that was pretty powerful. And then we get a scene from the outside of, of like her hands and face against the window and stuff like that. Um, so I thought it was, um, done really well. Uh, for that kind of rape scene, which primarily takes place off screen. Yeah, I would completely agree. And I think like the, uh, 
like you said, the sounds and her screaming are very realistic and very disturbing. And I definitely, like, I personally prefer to not see everything and have it be overly graphic. And I think they did it effectively here where you're, you see a little bit in the beginning and then those small moments in the glass and all that, but you're not actually watching it fully. Um, that's the way, if I have to watch rape, I mean, that's the way I prefer to see it done in movies. So I gets a thumbs up for me for this one. I prefer whatever way the filmmaker feels like showing it to me. Um, as long as it's done, um, correctly, I guess. And like, like yeah. I said, irreversible is one of the more graphic ones. And I think it's one of the best in terms of filmmaking and how just awful it makes you feel. Um, and there's nothing attractive about the rape scene in irreversible. It's just pure dread. And that's the primary example of one where it, it walks you through the entire length of the rape scene. Um, so it can be done, you know, tastefully is a rape scene can be, uh, in both forms, whether you see it or don't see it primarily. But, um, I did really think that this one was very effective. And that's what, that's the key right there is whenever you decide to show or not to show the end result must still remain the same. And that is an effective scene. Mm. It makes you, you know, it makes you feel that's what you're looking for. And this one did for me. Um, so after that, like, like we said, there's, there's, uh, this weird situation where I, you think that normally the boyfriend is going to be absolutely livid and he's going to like try to kill his friends or something, or at least beat him up or something like that. And then maybe the tables will turn and they take him out and then the girl has to avenge him and blah, blah, blah. But that's really not what happens in this film. Um, he isn't a hundred. I mean, let's be honest. All these people are bad people, but, um, there is a moment in which he tries to basically he's he, you can tell he's afraid of, her being able to take them down or something like that. You know what I mean? She knows too much or something like that. He's yeah. scared of her. So, um, but he does try to like almost bribe her by offering her a bunch of money and a job in another place. Like not where her home is. He doesn't want her to go back home. He wants her to go somewhere else. I believe in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that was kind of interesting. So we, we obviously that establishes even more how powerful this guy is, how much um, pull he has with money and uh, things like that. You know, like that's pretty interesting. It made me kind of wonder, like, what the hell this guy could be up to, what he's doing. But um, she, of course, declines because she wants to go home. She feels terrible. And that's kind of where it, you know, goes bad. And she eventually takes off and runs through the desert in which they follow her. She ends up at a cliff. Uh, the boyfriend tells her, you know, all right, all right, I'll take you home. I'll call the chopper, blah, blah. And then he pushes her off the cliff. And that's the moment of holy shit. Yeah. You're kind of like, what? What? And you're like, <laughs> is this? So wait, 
is this just going to happen to another girl and then like you're going to No, that's what I said, buddy. No, that's what I said. No, that's what I was telling you. I, just I was said like it. I was no, no like I just said I mean it. like previously when we were no, talking no, no, about the that I had thought that before you and said it and then you agreed. No, 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 you definitely thought different and no, um, I didn't think different. The way I, I thought, thought that was you might have just See, said here's, it out loud. Let me just hear me out everybody cuz JP is just still in the show here. I mean, um Yes, but I thought that was just going to be the intro to the film, and then, like, oh, these are three, like, just bad guys, and they're going to go either rape another fool, or someone's going to find out that their sister or whoever this girl was is deaded, and they're going to come and, you know, try to take down these guys one by one. That was just my thought. Okay, so I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Now... Not only does this girl fall off of a pretty high cliff, they, it would be unlikely that you would survive falling from this height. Mm-hmm. But she also gets impaled through the center of her stomach by a tree limb, which at least is the size, at very least, of a Red Bull can. <laughs> yes, that is accurate. So, So she's hanging from this tree that she was impaled after... Falling off of a cliff backwards. Correct. And it's then curtains, right? Yeah. Not only that, but you get some pretty pretty cool shots, I will say, of just the wound up close and like ants and other bugs crawling all over her, it like in the wound and things like that. And you also get some blood dripping from her mouth and just all these very graphic close-up shots of her that would tell you, yeah, this girl is definitely dead and she's been here for probably quite a while at this point. So there's no coming back from this. Yeah. And then she springs to life. Yes. So not only does she spring to life, but she's now stuck in this tree that she's impaled on. And she literally, you know, does the, the, the thing where her lighter's on the ground and she has to like throw something to grab it and pull it towards her. We've seen that a million times in movies. Yeah. Um, but she gets this lighter and she lights the tree on fire under her. And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, if I wasn't already annoyed at the impalement and the cliff fall, the fact that this is how she got down was even more ridiculous to me. That's not how fires work. Like, that's not how trees burn. Like, it's not, that's not just going to work like that. In <laughs> fact, you're probably going to get your back burnt the hell up before the tree ever burns down, burns in half. Yeah, and it happens so fast. And also, it's like, she springs back to life and... With a giant hole in her stomach. And she's immediately just full of energy and, like, able to do all that and I'm pretty sure also once blood just starts gushing out of your mouth, that's usually curtains. That's yeah. like extreme internal bleeding, which it should be because the stomach is like a major area that you never want to get stabbed in, let alone stabbed all the way through. Yeah, like so, you're, there's um, so many organs there, man. <laughs> like that's like where all your organs are. <laughs> <laughs> like I was watching this scene just kind of with my mouth open, like what. 
Like, what are we doing here? Is this for real? Yeah, like, I, I, I literally called so much major bullshit on it. I was just like, I don't even know if I could continue at this point. And it's really unfortunate because the rest of the movie is fantastic. And the thing is, you didn't you didn't have to do that scene like that either. You could have, you know, had it so they accidentally and you've, think And they... you guys wonder why, why Jason Blum doesn't want to let females direct movies. <laughs> but anyway, like, you could have killed... Well, that was a good joke. I, I don't wonder that myself, but... No, because everybody was saying how Jason Blum said that. I know, Blum they were all that. making... They were all being idiots. Yeah, but then it's like it's funny because like I feel like there's the other one, the one good like female directed film from this year, like one of the good ones, and it's like has a major fucking dumb shit moment in it. I could see maybe why you would why you assume this was directed by a female immediately just because of <laughs> this scene alone. Honestly, now that I'm thinking of it, just that whole females are invincible and powerful so that is kind well, of Well actually that funny, brings but... up what I was going to say is I think that the director wanted to showcase how resilient this woman could be uh-huh. and it's almost like it's almost like a you know extraordinary extraordinary type circumstance that like she's fully aware that the, the the people would die from this, but like she wanted to show, she wanted to push it to the maximum. Yeah. And I think that's the wrong choice. Honestly, I get it, but it's just, it's just, it's, it, it, it alienates your audience from your film, which everybody, I guarantee anybody who was watching this film up to this point was enjoying it. So yeah, but like, that's frustrating that's... to me. And it's even more frustrating how she, deals with the wound and it's just it's complete bullshit yeah it's, it's complete was, bullshit what i'm trying to say is they could have like actually had a scene like that but there was many other ways she could have you know quote unquote died and then came back and be okay wait are you under, like, the, under the impression that she actually died no not died like i mean they because think that she, that's is... why i said quote unquote like died like she didn't actually die the dude okay because that's they... something that some people have like brought up the fact that maybe she actually did die uh i mean what do you like you mean she's like super like a supernatural thing like yeah. that's what i thought they were going for in that moment but then i didn't think that the rest of the movie really there's I, no I thought... other evidence as far as, as yeah there's as far as i'm aware of yeah, especially later on what she does to kind of treat the wound, which she has to do in order to get through that. You wouldn't have to really do all that if you're already a ghost. But um, Oh, yeah, and the whole peyote thing, dumb, dumb. They use the peyote as an anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, just not, I'm just not a fan of any of those moves in that section of the film, which is just, un- it's just extremely unfortunate. It, it's... It's extremely unfortunate that that is what happened in this film because you could have done it in so many different ways. Like I would, I would have bought, although it would be unlikely, I could have suspended my disbelief enough to believe that she fell off the cliff and survived. Just, yeah. just the cliff. Yeah, that's yeah, me too. I mean, people have fallen out of planes and lived. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to believe that. But 
I am not willing to accept that she fell off the cliff, got impaled through her stomach with a Red Bull-sized stick, and then nursed herself back to health with a beer can and a fire. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, mm. I just can't accept it. Um, so now I'm in a very unique situation with this film where I have completely decided not to accept this, but I still want to see what happens in the movie. So I roll with it by the end of the film. I did feel like I liked the film a lot Mm -hmm. and you know, I'll get into more of that with my rating and things like that. But I was still just so hung up on the fact that there's this, this idiotic scene, frankly, idiotic scene in, in this film. It's completely dumb. It's completely dumb. And the person who wrote it should be ashamed because it's to get you to expect your audience to buy. This is just a little too much for me with no hints of and like you can do it. And have like hints of supernatural things and and explain it away that way. You don't have to for sure say that it's supernatural, but even if there was like hints of it, then at least the questions in the air. Well, maybe it was supernatural, um, and it would make it more acceptable. Like I think Inside is very much like that, um, but I can't accept that in the, this film. That, however, that does not mean it's a bad film. It just means there's a really bad poor choice in the movie um one thing that i absolutely love though and i I haven't heard anybody bring this up but um the metaphorical apple the 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 symbolic apple i don't remember what that is so the girl bites into an or the uh is it the guy that bites into the apple i don't remember somebody bites into an apple and sits the apple on the counter and over the course of the day or so that they're there, the apple, it it shows shots of the apple dark, like browning, you know how the apple oxidize when the air hits it. Yes. Uh, And also it starts showing the ants crawling on it. Mm. And that apple is symbolic of what we see in a few scenes later with the girl. I, I just thought that it was really, that was really well done. Yeah, that's cool. You didn't catch um, that? I, I didn't, I honestly didn't remember the apple scene until you brought it up. But yeah, um, cause, cause she's like the same thing happens to her. Yeah. I mean, I like all the close up shots you get of ants crawling on. She's just the left things. there to rot and let ants, crawl all over the apple all over her you get what i'm saying it's yeah it's, i get what you're yeah i get what you're saying it's good good filmmaking decisions there that's good filmmaking decisions yeah i think there were several good filmmaking decisions throughout the film and stuff like that but i mean i will say after like just after her coming being resurrected or whatever i did think about that scene throughout the entire rest of the movie and how unbelievable it was and that's kind of like, that just kind of sucked, but I was still enjoying the movie so much that I was trying not to care, but it was one of those things where I just kept thinking back, like, she shouldn't be alive, and also the wound doesn't even, after she heals it up, it almost, because it goes all the way through her, and you don't really <laughs> see a wound in the back of her. 
Oh, it's stupid, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept looking yes. at her back, and I'm like, I don't think the stick's not even, like, sticking out. Like, it, that that in itself kept bothering me, too. So, but, I mean, when you get into the actual revenge portions and... Um, There's some great revenge in this movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not, like, over the top, and like, in some movies where it's, like, pure torture or anything like that. There's a lot of just guns and knives and the basic stuff going on, but at the same time, they're very uh, gory and graphic, as I've said multiple times, with what they do, and there are certain points where I'm, like, really kind of grossed out and had to look away because of just how bloody and intense it kind of got. Um, I also like the setting of them being in this big desert because it's like a big desert but at the same time there's no it's just open land so it's kind of easy to hunt people down and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty cool in itself yeah yeah and i mean like when when her ear gets taken off and when she shoots that guy with the she has like a scoped shotgun that's shooting like slugs or something um but she shoots that guy in the shoulder and then the end with how much blood is in the house, like it is just awesome, dude. Yeah, the the end. I I love that part at the end where there's just so much, and it's like a totally white house. I thought that was a really cool way to do it because then you really get to see just the couch and the walls and everything is ruined and it's slippery on the floor and it's just freaking nasty. Yep. Yep. Then there's uh, agree. yeah, there's just like one part involving a foot that was just super super duper i couldn't that's the part i really couldn't watch mm. i love it all yeah so um you know this movie it just has like this sort of um almost actiony fast-paced vibe at it to it at times like especially even the ending it kind of pops up saying revenge and it, i feel like that that one major flaw kind of went in with it with how extreme it was trying to be. But at the same time, that still is a big problem for me. But I don't know. Other than that, I honestly don't have many other problems with the film. So. Yep. I, I, I agree, man. I mean, I think it's a great movie, uh, minus that scene, you know, which does yeah. hurt its rating. Um, so to get into ratings, you can go first. Okay. Well, um, yeah, with this movie, like I said, I really didn't have any problems with it. I find that I do like these uh, sort of revenge films because they do just have the great payoff when people are getting revenge after they've been done horribly, horribly wrong. And I like that concept. I love the main girl that you're following especially i just like her transformation from being this really pretty girl to the ending she's just completely filthy and dirty and i mean her hair was blonde and now it's just like brown from all the getting wet and just dirty and all that i really like that about it as well as just the bloodiness and um some of the just uh shots and visuals um forgot to mention there's like a visual where she keeps seeing the guy who raped her as like this gross reptile type thing. And um, I thought that was pretty appropriate and I actually really enjoyed that. But, you know, aside from that huge, huge, huge flaw, I really love this movie and um, I can honestly 
I don't know. It's weird because it's really not a forgivable flaw. It's probably one of the most unrealistic things that I've seen in a serious type of movie, if I'm being completely honest. But I like the movie so much that I still came in with a 9 out of 10. Wow. 9 out of 10. That is nine high praise. I, I don't know, even know, I know if I have a 9 this year. I have, I think, one other nine. I'm more in the 8.5 type of category this year. Yeah. So, Revenge is a movie that I desperately, and I mean desperately, wanted to love and cherish. But, unfortunately, I can't forgive this unforgivable act of filmmaking that happens in this film. It truly drives me bonkers that this was a decision that went from script to screen. Um, it, It frustrates me. Because this is a movie that... Had that scene been done slightly differently, uh, I would have no question had this film in my top 10. And now it's on the cusp. I don't know if it's going to make it or not. And it's unfortunate because this movie has some great things going for it. But at the end of the day, a film is about more than just a, uh, a half a good story. You know, it has to have the rest too. Um, so, I mean, I, I took, I, I took some points off for that, that scene. Um, I do still think it's definitely worth watching for sure. It's, 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 it was one of my favorite watches of the year. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of, you know, decent movies this year and this one stood out is, is pretty cool. And honestly, even though I hate that scene, it gave me something to talk about. So I, I do give this film credit and, and this woman who directed the film, um, I'm very interested to see what she does next uh, because I do think she has talent. Um, I just think that that scene was really dumb and I, I would love to, I tried to look up like interviews with her and stuff. I, she actually speaks French. I think like her Twitter is all, all French. So um, I, I wanted to hear if maybe she had an explanation or a th- maybe like I wanted to hear her thought process. Be, I'm sure it had to been talked about to her by now, but um, I wanted to hear her, maybe her thought process, but it just didn't, I couldn't find anything. I didn't look too long, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm coming in at an eight out of 10. Um, could have been, could have been a, you know, top five of the year for me. And it ends up being somewhere in the, you know, 10 to 20 range probably. Um, but I, there's still more time in the year. Maybe I'll give it a rewatch. Um, if there is one movie that I would rewatch this year, it'd probably be this one just cause I want to be able to accept it, but I just can't right now. Um, so yeah, that mm-hmm. is revenge. Revenge. Yeah. Um, I guess an eight would be a fair rating. I mean, yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, that is it for Revenge. Uh, next time, uh, it is my pick, and I pick the – we're heading back to Netflix. We haven't been there in a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. My pick is the newly released Netflix uh, original film, Cam. Which is funny because I was actually on Netflix uh, probably right when that movie got released, and I was scrolling through looking for something to watch, and I wasn't – I just kind of like moved past it because it wasn't, I think it was like in the thriller section or something. I just went straight to the horror section, but then you brought it up that we should do it on the show. And I was like, oh, it's this movie. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah. 
So yeah. see you guys next time with Cam, which is my pick. Yes.